okay, it's something that I totally shouldn't be thinking, but when my spouse is suffering, what about me? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, let's review. Um, if you haven't yet, hop over to iTunes. You can leave us, uh, you can rate us and review us, and that helps people find this, uh, this content uh, more easily. So I'm going to start with this one. This is called Ready for New Guests with the dot, dot, dot. And it says, I've been listening to this podcast for over a year now. It's been very, it's been really helpful for me, even though my husband isn't interested in recovery. I've been thinking it would be great to have on uh, more guests, especially those who can speak more towards divorce and working my recovery on my own and helping my kids through divorce and teaching them to be prepared for this challenge in the future. Thank you for all you put into the podcast. That's, a, that's I think, a really, um, that's, a, that's an important review, I think, for us, because this is actually a topic, Brandon, that we've been discussing for she's more reading than our, a minute. She's reading our minds. Yeah. And, and we realize we haven't uh, addressed divorce um, enough. And, and also getting other people's perspectives and guests and, and things like that. So we've been talking a lot about that and I just appreciate the way that she gave us that feedback mm -hmm. and um, we, we hear you, um, we understand what you're saying and we're working toward that. Yeah, we so, totally are. Yeah. Okay, so when your partner is suffering, um, in a lot of ways you feel a lot of emotion too. You, you feel a lot of things. You're going through a lot of things. And I know we should, that word should, sure. right? We should be selfless and supportive and just be able to just show up and give, give, give while they're suffering. Um, but also, it's it can be hard. Yeah. It can be taxing. It can be wearing. And um, it can be difficult when you're kind of the, the one off to the side of the major suffering. Right. Right? Yeah. And... Um, you know, Kobe, you're kind of going through this. No, this is this is a, a really, I think, key topic because last week Ashlyn talked about her her dad passing and discussed the impact that it's had on her, and also discussed um, how it's kind of had ripple effects everywhere in in life. Right. Mm -hmm. So she was uh, her dad passed in in Orange Beach, Alabama. They flew. She and her, her siblings flew out there, so five of them drove her mom back from there, and, and it was you know over eighteen hundred miles, and it took days, and she was gone from the house literally like eight days, I think by the time, um, no, it was longer than that actually, um, I think it was like ten days by the time they drove, <laughs> by the time she left, till they drove her out uh, to where the funeral was held, and then back home, and I was playing Mr. Mom, right, mm -hmm. and just totally happy to do that. I mean, that's just part of the thing. And, and oftentimes, it's it's kind of hard in, in the relationship that I have with Ashlyn. Um, she's so independent and she's so strong that um, it's not often that, that I can I can be there for her in um, in meaningful ways because she's just... Well, she's struggling. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, which, you know, is what it is, right? But um, that was a way that I could do that. But what's interesting is even in that time, while she was gone, uh, I was grieving the loss of my father-in-law who was, who was um, you know, a father figure to me in every sense of the word. And my dad's still alive, and I look up to my dad for so many reasons. Um, but it was still painful because 
I'd known you, him for over 20 years. I lost my yeah. father-in-law. And and so I was juggling my own grief, the grief of Lucy and Ellie, my girls. But your own grief can almost seem selfish when Ashlyn just lost her father. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. But but you still have that grief. It's but still there. I still right? have that grief. And that was actually challenging. That was actually challenging to... to it was challenging to, to wrap my head around because they were on the road RVing. And... Um, it was hard for me to process, but it was also challenging just to be dad. And, 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 the, and a really good example of how this was, this whole thing of, of dadding for Ash while she was gone um, was the fact she said, hey, will you take down the Christmas tree? So when I got home, everything's good because he died two days after Christmas. And so she's like, I just, if I know that the tree is down, then I can handle all the other stuff because we don't go you know, Griswold on Christmas right. decorations in our house, but... I was like, yeah, I got that. I got it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take all this stuff down. But then when it actually came to it, Brandon, I totally couldn't do it. You didn't, you didn't have the energy? It, it, it you didn't was, have the... the... I didn't have the, the energy or the, the, like, the mental bandwidth to say, I've got to go get the tree. And then I've got to take all this other stuff down. And they go in individual boxes and the box, you know. And so I actually asked my neighbors um, who were awesome. And they came over, like, no question. And were like, yeah, we'll, we'll totally help you so... Um, <clears throat> it was, it was surprising for me that I had to, that I was faced with that. I felt super inadequate right? that I needed help taking on Christmas. But then also just sharing that with Ashlyn, it was like, she was like, wait, seriously? Like you needed help with that? And I was like, yes. And, and so there, there became this kind of growing, not pity party within me, but it was kind of like, wait, I totally know that you're hurting. You just lost your dad. And, I, and mind you, I've lost my mom. And I lost her like uh, nine years ago. And so I can appreciate how challenging that is. But at the same time, I was like, but I'm hurting too. But I felt like a total so, so jerk. So this totally applies to uh, betrayal, trauma, and addiction. Mm -hmm. In that um, when somebody is betrayed, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's easy to to kind of see why they're, they're in pain. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they've been betrayed. They've been hurt. And their pain needs to be attended to. It's really important that they get empathy, that they get space, that they go through a process of healing. Um, but when I do intakes, when I, when I meet with people day in and day out, um, I hear about the pain of the betrayal. And usually um, what we don't talk about is the pain that the addict is in. Um, they're in a ton of pain, yeah. but they kind of don't have a leg to stand on to say, what about my pain? Because they have just betrayed and hurt their spouse, yeah. right? And, and it's not fair to the spouse who's just gone through betrayal trauma, who's just gone through something very traumatic yes. to have to in turn turn around and say, let me hold your pain right now. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that he's not in pain. It doesn't mean that he's not suffering in his own shame, in his own stuff, right? And so maybe she doesn't have it to give to him. She doesn't have the have it within her, the energy to support him. And would him. that be okay? That is absolutely okay. It, it, it would be okay for her to say, I see you're hurting, but I, right now I'm circling my wagons because you just betrayed me and I got to like... And, and it's okay for Ashlyn to say to you, Kobe, I see that you're hurting, that you're in grief, that you're struggling. I don't have it within me mm -hmm. to love and support you right now. As much as she might want to, she might not be able to, right? And 
and so it, then then it leads to okay then what because the partner who's suffering who can't get the support from their spouse from their from their partner then what right they feel kind of kind of similar to what you're feeling right now just this underlying maybe resentment or mm. just this pity party of like well what about me yeah. what about my pain um your pain is valid um you need support but get that support from somebody who can give you support right now um as as opposed to withdrawing from your spouse who has nothing to give yeah yeah um i uh this totally true story um i was driving to work last week i was running a group on betrayal trauma and um i get i was on this really busy road i get to this intersection and this this wreck had just happened in the middle of the intersection oh no and this woman is her her it was it was pretty much head on this woman is like in her car kind of she she opens the door and she's like hunched over and in pain and just like not breathing very well and i have this group i have to go to right um, there's this group of 30 people waiting for me. Um, and I'm like, forget that, f- that group right now, this woman. So I pull over to the other side of the road and she actually walked to the other side of the road. And so I start yelling at her, are you okay? Are you okay? And she couldn't talk. Oh, wow. And what was interesting to me is while this woman's in so much pain, she just got in a car accident. Um, Don't say it. <laughs> Don't say she, it. She just, all these people, like, like horns, just tons yelling. of people. Yeah, like we're annoyed by the accident. We're driving past her as fast as they possibly could. While she's in the middle of the intersection in pain. Oh man. Why doesn't somebody stop and say, Oh my gosh, you're in you are you are suffering. You're hurt. Yeah. And I care about you and I want to attend to you. And and it's really hard when both people are in pain like that. She you know what? She she hadn't there's no way she would have had the capacity to stop and give me empathy about being late to my group right. in that moment. Like, oh my gosh, this is hard for you because, no, she, she was trying to breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, so both people's pain is valid. And you know what? The, 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 uh, the people who witnessed this accident, yeah. maybe they had a hard time stopping because it was uncomfortable for them. And they were going through their own stuff and their own fears, and their so they didn't know what to do, so they just kept driving, right? right? And that's not that's that's kind of where they were at. There's there's a reason why it's hard to give support and hard to give give help in those. Now moments. I've been those other people in the past who, if we're talking just using that as an analogy, I've been the person who has seen Ashlyn hurt in that crash, and I might have been driving the other car that caused the collision. And I was the guy who essentially crashed into Ashlyn and got out of my car that was crashed and hopped into another car that was driving by and kept going. And got out of there. Yes. Yes. Because I, d- I was the person who did not have the emotional capacity, like in any way, right. to, 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 first, to first see what you saw, which was, oh my gosh, Ashlyn can't, breathe right now yes i couldn't get past my own lenses because i was so uncomfortable in that moment and i really just shut down how, how does this apply to what you're going through right now kobe well not, not in the betrayal trauma addiction yeah, yeah. realm i know we're kind of balancing both those things sure but how does in what you just said how does that apply to what you're going through right now with ashley well the truth is is that 
it's it's like this tug of war for me because and it's like it's like multifaceted because as we identified it's like I've lost my father-in-law but she's lost her dad it, am I justified in actually saying hey like I'm grieving like just had a little cry this morning with with my daughter Ellie totally justified and <clears throat> excuse me and yet at the same time I've had those thoughts like but it's her dad it's her dad and she's she's tending to her mom and who, who's living alone right in in you know four right. and a half hours away so I've been in a place where it's like I I'm carrying a weight as well but I'm carrying like additional weight with the role of father and I have needs too but then I'm second guessing myself, like, but, I, but is I that say, okay? Kobe, answer this question. So I say this all the time. Like, whose job is it to hold space and empathize and process pain in a relationship? Whose job is it? Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, hesitating on this because I'm, like, shitting all over myself. Like, really, I, I can say this. I'm responsible for, for tending to myself. I'm responsible for soothing myself and for taking care of myself. And if I can't do that, then I'm not going to be able to find. You're not going to be able to show up for her. Exactly. So, so I really need to be able to care for myself in order to effectively take care of her, let alone anybody else. Okay. Okay. So let's keep going here. So the the answer is, who, whose job is it? It's whoever can, right? And you're not going to be able mm. to take care of her and attend to her unless you attend to you first. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, if you go back to Ash and you say, "Give me the support and the love and the, the validation in my in my pain," mm-hmm. and she's like, "I can't give it," then you need to find it somewhere. Yeah, you need to stop for a minute and you need to grieve. You need to cry with your daughter. You need to talk to Matt or me or somebody, mm-hmm. um, a, a friend or a family member. Or Matt's our producer, by the way. Um, He's awesome. A friend or a family member or somebody, just like say, like, "Hey, I just need to process some feelings here." Like. I, it's been, a, it's been a rough holiday. This has been hard. And this might be hard for Ashlyn to hear because it's like, like, you think you're going through hard things, right? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I think she'd be grateful um, if you would stop and process things and take care of yourself so that you can show up for her, right? Um, so that's a super, super great point. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that probably, I haven't totally not done that, Right, and I and I've done that a little bit, meaning I've 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 shared a little bit, but the truth is, is that I have very much felt the should, the shame that's that's associated with this. Like I should, you should smile, be able and to be strong, grin and, and bear this. I should be able to plow through. It's like I, she she was gone this weekend, <clears throat> um, and went to a friend's birthday out of town, and uh, it was a weekend, right? And it was a great time for her. And it was so important for her, I in my opinion to go considering all the grief and all the tragedy that she's right. just experienced yes. to be able to have renewal like sustained renewal and she totally did you know massages and scalp treatments and you know all all these great experiences and and yet at the same time i'm kind of like shaming myself because i'm even feeling some of these feelings of like yeah but guess what like i'm kind of i'm kind of having a hard time myself and so it's um I guess I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth uh-huh. <laughs> in some sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's uh, it, but, it but, is, but that's but that's what the balance is. I think, you know, to to some degree, support is taking care of your girls so that she doesn't have to, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you bucking up and just doing. 
the hard stuff around the house that she just can't do right now. Totally. Right. That's support. But support is also um, grieving with her. It's having that day where you're shut down yeah. and you're sad and she's sad and you're feeling that sadness together. Mm. And so it's not just being the tough guy. All the, and, and it's that, that balance there that really helps a partner or grieve. You're, you're allowing her to feel what she needs to feel. Yeah. Yet you're also taking care of yourself enough that you have some to give back to her mm-hmm. so that, so that uh, she can feel. And so what it's, what it's not is sacrificing yourself completely, not taking care of yourself, right. um, grinning and bearing it and resenting the other person all along the way. That, that's not real support. No, right? no, no. And, and this, is, this is really timely um, as far as being able to be there for your partner who is hurting. For me, for me, even though I'm feeling emotions, this is really timely because what I'm what I'm really just hearing here is the reminder of I really have to be um, connected with myself enough to know what I need to do in order to um, speak my emotions in a healthy way to someone that I can trust that's not Ashlyn. Yes. But then also be in tune with myself enough to know what what things will give me renewal so that I can. I can continually show up for Ashlyn in the way that she needs. Yes. And um, like, for instance, driving on the way here today, I did a, uh, a meditation mini. There's a podcast called Meditation Minis. And um, I listened to one of those today on the way here and it had me breathing deep. And so by the time I was on getting on the freeway and three quarters of the way here, I totally felt better. Yeah. Taking care of you. Yes. Yes. Saturday I had, I just work out once a day. 30 minutes, but Saturday it was, I, I was feeling enough emotion within me that I went and did a second workout right? just take, for 25 take care minutes, of you. but right. it was like, I have this emotion and I've got to have an outlet for it in a productive way. Absolutely. So here it is. Right. And, um, so it's, uh, this is just a really interesting thing because I'm just, I'm processing this obviously myself, but, but the parallels between it's, this and a betrayal and addiction yes. is just so it's like almost like a mirror image. Right. When both people are showing up saying, it's my turn to hurt, then neither person is saying, I care about your hurt. I, right? Oh, yeah. So, so I see it all the time where a guy or, or the betrayer, or whatever, will, 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 will disclose something yeah. hard. Like, and, then, and then expect the other person to really hold space for how hard it was for him to disclose that thing. Yeah. But at the same time, they're over there saying, ouch, whoa, what totally. you just disclosed just rocked my world. I can't I can't give you space right now yeah. while you're hurting, while yeah. I'm hurting too. And that's where some outside support is really important. Oh, man. No, that, that's, that's a really great way of, of looking at it because I can remember many times in betrayal, right, just thinking, and, and, and make no mistake on this if you are the betrayed you have every, and this is coming from the person who betrayed, you have every right and you have every right to be hurting and to be grieving and to be in pain the way that that you are. You have every right. And at the same time, remember that while you're hurting, the, the ripple effects will actually reach your partner, no matter... You know, if you're this is man or woman, you know, straight couple, gay couple, lesbian couple, whatever the case is, this is there are ripple effects in this pond, and it affects all parties involved. And um, and I just did not give myself a chance 
because like you said earlier, I didn't have a leg to stand on. So I was like, I've got no right to feel hurt here. But because I dismissed that, do you know, I would oftentimes just go, I would just nosedive into, um, into just victim mode. Right. And then that would bring up the entitled, um, part, like the entitled narrative. I'm entitled to this because she's so mean or she's so this way or that way. And, and, and who's taking care of me that always brought me back to, that always led me to victim mode, which led me back to, I'm entitled to act out this way because right. of how, of how I'm being treated. Yes. Completely a hundred percent. Um, this isn't this isn't an easy one. This is this is a life issue that that spans so many spectrums, doesn't it? Well, I would I would say that this is you know when it comes to connection in pain and when it's really really difficult, like you're having a really hard time and it's leading to resentment and it's lead, it's a good time for a third party for 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 a therapist for a f- good friend for somebody to to be there to just say like, hey, when, when a third party's there and they say your pain's valid and your pain's valid too. Yeah. And it's okay that you're both feeling what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, it's really good for both people to say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll stop beating my head against a wall, trying to get it from my partner that can't give it. Yeah. And I'll take a step back and I'll realize that I need, I need to, I, I am okay to do some self-care right now. Yeah. And to get the love and the support and the processing that I really need right now. That's awesome. Okay, so Brandon, I'm just thinking here. This this um, conversation is can can be pretty new and novel if 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 people if listeners are hearing this for the first time. So I'm thinking what probably ought to be appropriate is to do a deep dive where you and I can model what this could look like. Yeah, I have uh, specific tips and tools and tricks on how to how to how to step into pain with with your partner, how mm-hmm. to listen. Um, how to be boundaried if, if you need to take a break and mm-hmm. and you work on yourself first so that you can do that with your partner. Okay. So we're going to deep dive um, on that. That deep dive is going to live over on our Patreon site. You can go to patreon.com and search Betrayed Addicted Expert, and that's where this will live because this is, uh, I mean, this this is this is part of the thing why we have this podcast is, is we want to help. We want to share experiences, real-life experiences, and be vulnerable that way. But we also know that there are very real tools and skills that can be leveraged to work through this issue and all kinds of others. And that's why we have this other resource. Absolutely. Okay. Guys, if you haven't yet, please hop over, rate and review. Love to hear from you. Uh, for those of you who have been here, we're just glad that, uh, that you're listening. And remember, this episode in particular can be shared with people no matter what their experience is and definitely can be shared outside uh, with people outside of the the arena of betrayal and addiction. And, and as far as uh, social media is concerned, Brandon? Check us out, uh, Instagram at recovery um, underscore coaches on Instagram. And then check out our YouTube channel as well and subscribe over there. Okay. Thanks, guys. See you guys. <laughs>